Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Ryan Solo, one final time this week, Josh Lander. I will be joined by Nate Weitzer for the Friday night videos. Here in this one, I'm taking a look at Thursday night's Game 2 in the Western Conference with some best bets and player props. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Also head to thelines.com. Check out all the great uh, player props and best bets we're putting up on the site for you. Uh, And you can also use that Odds Finder tool, a great chart that shows you each and every one of those uh, U.S. sports books that are giving you guys bets this NBA postseason. can go ahead and compare those, get the best odds available to you. Uh, I'm going to run through real quick here how I've done it in the last couple of days because I'm super proud of it, and that's what we like to do at the top of the show. Uh, but in the, for the May 17th games here where we saw uh, Denver, uh, and, excuse me, the May 16th game where we saw Denver and uh, LA playing game one there, uh, had Denver money line with the parlay of two, over 222.5. That hit for plus 184. Michael Porter Jr. was the only bet we got wrong. He went uh, over 22.5 points, rebounds, and assists. I thought he would go under there. We'll see how he does in game two. LeBron got both nine boards that we thought he would get for minus 136. He also got 10 boards that we thought he would get at plus 125. Some really good odds there. Uh, interestingly enough, KCP did not hit, hit the bet there for him to get three boards, but he did hit the bet for him to get 13 points and rebounds because he had 21 board, uh, points and only two uh, rebounds in that one. So weirdly enough, he went well over the points and rebounds uh, just because of the points. So we'll see how he does here as well in game two. I will say if you were paying attention for the May 17th game there for the Eastern Conference final game one, we had the Heat winning. We or we had the Heat covering, I should say, plus seven and a half. Uh, we had the Heat uh, going over two. Or- both teams going over 210 for that game total. Max Struess went over 11 and a half points and Tatum failed to get 10 boards. Probably should have maybe relied on the points and rebounds there a bit more. He got 30, but either way, uh, still had a lot of units here that we've gotten in the first two games of this series. So we'll look to keep it going here uh, in, in game two of the Western Conference final. Uh, and that first pick that I'm making here, not necessarily my favorite pick, but I do think Denver, again, uh, is going to win this game. And I'm not going to worry about a money line bet here uh, like I did in the last one. Taking the over, the over, the total here is at 220. 27. So it's it's risen five points since game one after a, a very high scoring game one there without even having overtime each and every quarter got 60 points at least, I believe. So really high scoring game one there in the 250s. Um, but we'll see if it gets close to that. You know, if it gets in the 230s in this one, I still think that's very reasonable. I would prefer an over if you're going to take it. But I think Denver to win uh, minus five and a half. I'm not actually worried about the points in this one. I, I think you can expect a little bit of regression from the Lakers. I think they really came out and, and were really trying to win game one. They obviously came out to a huge deficit and then spent a lot of energy coming back in the second half there, uh, down double digits, nearly 20 points or 21 points was the biggest lead for Denver in this one. But you get minus 105 for them to cover Denver in this game, minus five and a half, which they would not have covered last game, right? It was minus, uh, they only won by, no, they won by six points. So they, they covered in that one as well. But, uh, you know, in this one, I, I think they're likely to cover again uh, in and not necessarily even necessarily have it be that close. I think it might be a little bit closer to double digits than the exact six points that they covered by in game one. Um, but I also think there's another bet here similar to this one that's that's really a part of this first pick um, where Denver does cover and they also score individually Denver. Their team scores over 114 and a half. So at least 115 points. That's plus 140 on DraftKings. Throw a little bit less on that. I mean, if you're talking about some bankroll management here, you want to throw a full unit on Denver to win this game by six. I'm good with that. I would keep this to at least a half a unit or less on, on the, the parlay sort of double down, if you will, on them to win the game where we're juicing it up by getting their points, their team total uh, at over 115. So, and I believe they're projected to get about 117, 118 points in this game. So we're still going below their projected total, just parlaying it with Denver five and a half. I liked what I saw in game one. I mean, that, why wouldn't you? They had 135 offensive 
rating. I think their splits in this game, their shooting splits, 55% from the field, 47% from deep. I think that's a lot more reasonable to expect them to get close to that again before LA gets back to their 130 rating on offense. Uh, very, very good, by the way. Uh, 55% from the field as well, 46% from deep. And, you know, they the second half was really where they made their, their bread because of the fact that they went to the free throw line 20 times in that game, hitting 18 of them. And, and that's what they really needed to do to overcome the fact that Denver hit 15 threes in this game and LA hit 11, which is actually a little bit above what they average, um, which is around 10, 10 and a half threes on the season, which is good for bottom 10. Obviously um, they're not a three point shooting team. And, and the fact that they hit 11 is great, but the free throws that they, you know, they, they made six more points off the free throw line than did the nuggets in this one. And that was pretty big. And, and it was all in the second half. Like I said, in the first half, they only went five or six from the line. And I just, I don't think they can rely on that necessarily again. I, and, and maybe they, they are able to get to the line another 27 times or so in game two. Um, but Denver is able to get to the line 23 times, 24 times. And I think they're, they're not necessarily going to be, uh, you know, worried about getting that disparity again. I, the three point shooting for Denver is something that you can continue to rely on. Uh, and I think it's going to be something that they're going to get easy kickouts. I mean, I'm going to talk about this here in a minute, but Bruce Brown admitted that they were attacking D'Lo whenever he was on the floor. So we'll see how that matchup plays out because a lot of this was guys either getting past D'Lo and kicking or being wide open um, off of, you know, just getting past D'Lo and getting to the rim themselves, uh, which happened a couple times for a couple different guys like Bruce Brown and KCP. So I think there's, there's a couple more pieces that Denver can actually throw at the Lakers. They out-rebounded them by 17. Um, and, and this one, uh, the Lakers, you know, maybe they can get a bit more from Dennis Schroeder, but they just wasted an Anthony Davis 40 point game. Uh, LeBron went off as well with his 26, eight and eight or nine. No, he had 12 boards, excuse me, and nine assists, um, which we called as well. So I think he's going to continue to play like a madman. I'm, I'm sort of done fading LeBron for those who were paying attention in that series against the lake, uh, against the Warriors for the Lakers. I'm not necessarily banking on that anymore. I think he, he knows he doesn't really have to reserve anything in the tank at this point, and it's going to be going all out. And I'm not really trying to bet against the king uh, at that point so i'm gonna move on to some player props that's really all i really want to talk about in terms of these uh game lines and some way to mess with Denver winning game two again. I kind of told you guys, if anybody paying attention as well in the, in the futures video, that you know I, I liked Denver to win. I took them at minus 155 because I didn't think it was going to get much better at any point in the series. Even if this is tied two to two, going back to Denver, it's, maybe you get it a little bit better at minus 130. I, I Even that seems unlikely at, at best for, for LA. I think that they win one of the first four. Um, so I'm going to continue to bet on Denver. But I'm going to move on to my second bet, which I kind of foreshadowed here, which was D-Lo, to just go under 20 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. The points are at 13 and a half. You might as well take that. I, I don't see a world in where he's just like diming people up and then, uh, you know, and then getting a bunch of boards as well to get you over the 20 and a half. Like he's going to get the points or he's not, but still seven rebounds and assists are a lot. And I, I'm taking all of it because you need to be on the floor to get the rebounds and assists as well as the points. But obviously he can get three points pretty quickly as he's a lethal shooter. It, it's more about if he's even going to be on the floor. And, and the next two bets, to be honest, are pretty correlated here, which is D'Lo under in this one, points, rebounds, and assists. And then the next one's Rui over. So I'm just telling you that now because it's it's super correlated here. Um, Rui needs to play, and D'Lo has proven that he can't. Uh, and like I said, Bruce, at least on defense, and, and, and specifically for those two guys, Rui out there to play defense so somebody besides Anthony Davis can get some minutes guarding Joker. And this is the only guy that has been proven to be able to be, you know, a, a not net huge negative on the floor like a Wenyan Gabriel would be if he was on the floor. Um, you know, he, you still Rui can rely on Rui to do other things, but he's the only guy you can rely on to be a big enough body to, to at least, 
I don't know, stave off Joker as best as you can from from scoring, uh, you know, the 34 points he had with with all his 21 rebounds, etc. Um, I, I mean, that's the only guy outside of Anthony Davis that can even come close to sort of like making Joker know he's there. Let's put it that way, because no one's stopping him. No one's really limiting him at this point. Um, but Rui was the only guy who can. So 28 minutes in game one, he played the entire fourth quarter. D'Lo did not see the fourth quarter. Uh, he didn't see the floor at all in it. Even Jared, Jared Vanderbilt got some time uh, in the fourth quarter over D'Lo because they're just searching for ways to stop uh, what what the uh, the Nuggets are throwing at them. Wide open shots for KCP, who had 21 points. Um, all a result of things like D'Lo getting put in the uh, in the pick and roll. Uh, you saw a ton of pick and roll with Jamal Murray and, and Jokic. Um, you saw a ton of pick and roll even on the other side as well with AD trying to get Joker in there. But the main point here is I don't think D'Lo really is going to have uh, room to play more than 20, 25 minutes if, if, at this rate. I mean, Austin Reeves is a guy that they're actually putting in the pick and roll as, as the, the, the primary ball handle. He's actually got uh, the fifth most uh, the, the fifth most pick and roll uh, plays as the ball handler of any of the teams left in the playoffs right now. I know it's only four, but like the fact that they've all played 13 games and he's still fifth most uh, frequently being the, the the ball handler in a pick and roll, including LeBron James and everybody else in this team, right? Uh, including other teams. So I, I feel pretty good about, you know, Reeves continuing to get out there. I, I would, his props continue to, to rise, but it's still 16 points, 15 and a half for him with, with pretty bad odds. So I don't love going back to that well for him, especially when you expect one or two games in this series from a, a role player like Reeves to, to to not necessarily hit, you know, in terms of his his overs here, like he did so easily in game one where he had 23 points. Like that's great. And, and it makes everything Everyone want to just go, let's go right back to Reeves. But at, at the same, and, and I, I'm not telling you not to, to be honest, because of the fact that he's got, he played 42 minutes in this last one. And it's not just that he's on the floor. We see him being a major part of the offense, bringing the ball up, being the one to, to create offense for them. Like I said, with how frequently he's the ball handler in a pick and roll with guys like LeBron and AD. Um, he's, he's a big weapon for them, a Swiss army knife that can help them as another guy that you have to worry about, not only shooting, but be a guy who can drive to the lane and, and get free throws himself. Right? So I think that's why they continue to trust him that's one reason i would consider going reeves over i'm using it to say go d low under as well as Rui over so all these picks are kind of correlated here um, and, and I'm, I'm letting you know, you know, all of them at once because of the fact that I, they're all, like I said, they're all the game theory for all of them uh, is that D'Lo cannot be played in crucial moments like the fourth quarter entirety in game one. Rui is crucial because he's the only other guy besides AD that can guard Joker or at least be a man to put out there on Joker. Uh, and I expect him to get at least 28, if not 30, 32 minutes in this game. Uh, and, and then D'Lo cannot be relied upon um, to play defense, which means that Austin Reeves is also going to continue to get the minutes uh, at guard, Schroeder was fine. I mean, he did well. He played 32 minutes, and he'll probably uh, continue to get a few more minutes than D'Lo. Uh, but, but all that is just to say D'Lo under, uh, Rui over 11.5 points. I think you continue to feel good about that. He just hasn't gotten minutes, um, and they continue to sort of keep him off the floor at times where it's it's sort of odd that they would do that. Uh, and I think that Darvin Ham sort of realized that by the time he got to the fourth quarter of this last game, and uh, everything that Rui does on defense is just going to be so crucial to them uh, being able to try to win games to I don't think they're going to do it um, and I'm not confident that they're going to come out scoring a ton of points I would even consider fading AD to be honest with you I, I know that that sounds uh, crazy right now but 40 and a half points rebounds and assists is a lot I don't know if he's going to be able to get 40 points every game and we sort of saw you know the, the the trend and the pattern that is created within AD stats where he goes 25 points over that then he goes under 25 then he goes over etc etc uh, and, and I'm not saying that he's necessarily going to continue that streak forever 
I'm not necessarily going to bet. Uh, I'm not. I'm not necessarily. I'm not going to bet AD under in this game. I think there's other things uh, that are a little bit more likely to happen. But because I, of these other things that I think are likely to happen, uh, I do think AD is, is is ripe for potentially an under that might be a little bit bloated. But let me make, give you my actual last pick here, as I'm just rambling picks that I would consider but don't love. Uh, KCP. Contavious Caldwell Pope. I'm going back to the well. 20, 12 and a half points and rebounds. I, I, I was sort of wishy-washy in the last video where it was like, should I go with his rebounds? Should I go with his points and rebounds? I put a few more units on the, the rebounds than I did. Uh, well, not even a few more, but I, I put a full unit on the rebounds. I just put a quarter unit on the points and rebounds. I'm just not touching the rebounds alone or, or the points alone at this point. I just think he's so likely to do one or the other uh, at a pretty high rate or both. But uh, in the last game was points. I don't want to have to guess. I, I, I think he's going to continue um, to play the big minutes that he played in that last game uh, where we saw him for what the 30, 35 minutes for KCP or 33 and a half. So I, I feel like he's going to continue. Well, no, I don't feel I said that was what he was going to get this last game. I continue to think he's going to get that uh, in the games moving forward because he's shown that that to be how necessary he is. And I gypped him. He played 36 minutes. I just wanted to double check that, but minus 130 for him to get 12 and a half points and rebounds still worth a full unit to me. Uh, we continue to get the worst odds, but we still have the nice number at 12 and a half. So I feel good about that continuing. And he's averaged um, at least 15 uh, points and rebounds against LA. Now in five games, he's actually got 16 and a half points and rebounds that he's averaging against them. He's gone over 12 and a half and four of five. Uh, and he'll just continue to be out there as the guy matched up uh, with, you know, he was matched up on D'Lo for a bunch, and then he was matched up on Schroeder. He's been on Reeves here and there, but Reeves and uh, Michael Porter Jr. were the matchup that you saw in this last one. So I think Schroeder and, and KCP going at it is a fine matchup for KCP, especially if Schroeder's on him. Uh, and and if, if KCP's open on for, for three is really what it comes down to uh, for him to get the 21 points. But he's also getting out into transition. And, and the fact that he's needed uh, the way that he is on defense, you might say at this point on defense, he's at least, uh, you know, the fourth, if not third, most important guy right up there with Aaron Gordon uh, and, and how the, Aaron Gordon's defending LeBron. So it's a little different, but KCP is still wildly important to what they do in terms of getting a, a really good rebounding guard, getting out into the break and, and being someone that can finish around the rim with them. Tough nosed guys. So um, we're following the minutes. Talk about it all the time, but we, who do you think is going to play? I can't guarantee you, you know, that, that um, for instance, Rui is going to make all of his shots, but if he's going to get 11 of them again, or anything close to that, like he did in the last game, then for him to get 12 points, plus money it's just a smart bet <laughs> just however you put it he could end up going one for nine uh, and Al Horford us who's done that a couple times in these playoffs where we pick him he still gets the the usage that we expect him to get like like Rui did as putting up the fourth most shots of any Laker in game one in those 28 minutes continue to follow it I, and, and all the, the reports of Darvin Ham who's being a little bit coy with the injury report saying he's not sure that he's going to start Rui but even if he doesn't start Rui we know that he's going to use him he realized that in the fourth quarter of last game uh, and that's what we're going to continue to bank on so that's the same concept with KCP playing majority of the fourth quarter you know if it's crunch time he's going to be out there as one of their best defenders on the wing and someone that they trust to hoist up every, any shot that he gets in, in, in within uh, the flow of the offense if it's a good look he's got the green light so those are the guys that we like to bet on at at least when we're going over, uh, unlike D'Lo, who we like to bet against in this case, because we don't think he's going to get the minutes uh, or the usage as a result. So that's all the time that I have for you guys in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Nate and I are coming back with uh, some Friday night stuff for you guys, as well as the Eastern Conference. We'll round back up into shape here. Game two of that. And until we see you next, happy betting. Stop.